Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's podcast, I wanted to share some of the books that I have read so far in 2023. Every single year, I try to set a reading goal, and whether or not I actually reach that goal is another story. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever actually met my reading goals in the past, but I am bound and determined that 2023 is my year. So I set my aim for 24 books this year. That's only two books a month. I felt like that was pretty doable. Now, finding time to read is kind of hard, honestly. Um, I've got two little boys, homeschool. I work from home full-time. My husband's a professional bowler in addition to his full-time job. So we are a busy family. But life is busy for everybody. We all have ongoing responsibilities. We all have to-do lists and those fun, random circumstances and situations that pop up and demand all the free time that we didn't have. And so I, I know the struggle of trying to find time to actually sit down and read a book. And everybody has always suggested audiobooks to me, but for some reason, Somewhere in the past, I adopted the lie that audiobooks weren't like real reading. Even though you're actually listening to what is written in the book, in the text that you would be holding in your hands, for some reason, that just felt a little bit too much like a podcast and not so much like a book to me. And then enter in the year that we drove cross country multiple times. We were going through so many big changes in our family and it required us to travel extensively like extensively. And I would rely on my podcasts. There are several podcasts that I love to listen to. Absolutely love to listen to. And right as this year of travel was beginning, I had stumbled upon a couple newer ones. So I had plenty to listen to, or so I thought. And then in the middle of one of these trips, when we were still, I believe, 10 hours away from our home in South Texas, I ran out of podcasts to listen to. And I am pretty weird about just like selecting something at random. I like to know what I'm listening to, who I'm listening to, because if I'm going to be giving my time to something or my ear, I want to make sure it's something that is going to be worthwhile, something that is going to be fruitful and something that that is going to be wholesome. But needless to say, I had run out of podcasts. I didn't have anything else to listen to. And the kiddo was asleep in the back and I did not want to turn on music because it would have woken him up. It was later at night. And so I, I remembered a friend that had brought up the app Hoopla about audiobooks. And I was like, why is that popping into my head right now? And so Hoopla is tied with, I believe your public library. I might have this wrong, but just go search them. H-O-O-P-L-A. Um, and I remember her saying you could listen to free audiobooks because I thought it was ridiculous how much they were asking for you to pay for an audiobook on Amazon. I had no problem buying the physical book because I don't know. I don't know why I had this weird thing with it, but I did. And so we got to the next gas station where we were going to fill up, everything like that. And while we were While we were paused, I downloaded the app, I pulled out my library card, I connected and set up an account. And what shocked me was how many good book titles I instantly saw on this app. Like by the time we got back to South Texas from where we were driving from the Midwest, I had already listened to two books that had actually been on my reading list for a while. I have this like ongoing list 
of must reads or titles that I save as my friends recommend them. And I had found two of them on Hoopla and had gotten to listen to these books that I had been really wanting to get into. And so now I I am a audiobook stan. I love it. Audiobooks are my jam. I can do it while I'm while I'm getting dressed. I can I can listen to one while I'm driving and running errands, washing dishes, putting away laundry, whatever else might be going on. Heck, I've even listened to them in the nursery after the baby has fallen asleep and I've been nap trapped. Now, while I do enjoy the freedom that audiobooks allow, I do still gravitate to physical copies. I do. But so I have chosen to do something with this though. If the book is available that is on my must read list or that list of recommendations from my friends, if the book is available on the Hoopla app, I will listen to it. If it is not, then I will purchase a physical copy. Now, this has actually been pretty beneficial because several of the books that I have listened to this year through the app were going to be about $14 to $15 for the physical copy on Amazon, and I was able to listen to them for free on Hoopla. And the ability to enjoy a book that I've been wanting to dive into for a while, also while saving money, is a total win in my book. But that's a little bit of rambling and a little bit of a soapbox there. So I'm sorry that's gone on long enough. The whole purpose of this week's podcast was to share what I have read so far in my 2023 reading challenge, what books I've loved, which ones I haven't been super impressed by, and why. Currently, I am sitting at 14 out of 24 books completed. I only have 10 more books to go to meet my 2023 reading goal. And so one of the first books that I chose to read or listen to, I can't actually say which ones were audiobooks that I did or which ones were physical copies because I've lent stuff out. I just, yeah, when I tell you, it's just, I never know. I don't keep up with it. But there are several that I know were on the Hoopla app that I will make sure to mention um, if my memory serves me correctly. So the first book that I read was Girl Defined by Kristen Clark and Bethany Baird. They have Girl Defined Ministries. It's based out of San Antonio, Texas. Fantastic ministry on social media, um, particularly YouTube. I'd listened to their podcast for a while and I had never read one of their books. I will say that it seems like their ministry is um, tailored a little bit more to a younger crowd, younger um, young women, young adults, those that are newly married, um, brand new parents, things like that. Um, but I've found so many things from it as someone who has been married for 12 years, has two children, one in the double digits that I'm not even going to throw my age out there, but <laughs> you guys know, I just, there's certain ministries that when you gravitate towards them, you know, there's a reason. And I have found so much fruit to come out of their ministry that has blessed me when I'm following them on social media. So I knew I would love their book. So with Girl Defined, it is about God's radical design for beauty, femininity, and identity. And I, I genuinely enjoyed this book, but I do feel it lends itself better to women newly walking out biblical womanhood and, and some singleness. I felt like they spoke to that quite a bit, and it was a beautiful way that they spoke to it. So if you are in that season of singleness, I encourage you to read Girl Defined. With that said, I think the book was a great reminder of God-given femininity. And it was an easy read full of fun stories and tons of relatable content. The second book that I read, and I, if I botch these names, you guys, just forgive me or pretend that I said it correctly. The second book I know I did listen to on Hoopla because this was one of the first initial ones that I um, had 
had downloaded and borrowed on the app. And it is Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. I don't know that that's how you say it, but it is the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And for, my goodness, I cannot talk. Anyways, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. Now, this book was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. This is one of those that I am considering reading every single year because it was so, it was just such a blessing to my heart, you guys, a blessing to my spirit. It was like breathing fresh wind into my lungs as I read it. The book is full of wisdom, you guys, and it's full of godly conviction. And that is something that I I always welcome godly conviction. I want the Lord to keep my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions all in check. And I love when I read something that has enough weight or magnitude to the text that the Lord ministers through what is being read to me or I am reading myself. And it really, this book challenged me to rediscover God's heart toward us as sinners. I think sometimes after we've been walking with the Lord for a while, we can get comfortable. And I'm not saying I felt shame as I was reading it. I felt so much gratitude, so much gratitude for just God's God's heart and God's passion for his children. This book beautifully illustrates the nature of God. This is a nine out of 10 would recommend. Number three is Blessed by Nancy Guthrie. I had never read one of her books before and oh my gosh, she is now one of my favorite authors. I have absolutely loved the book of Revelation within the Bible for so long. It's always been a favorite of mine. I've always been kind of the weird one, I guess. Um, I don't feel like it's that weird anymore. I feel like I've been bumping into more people who share that same love with the book of Revelation and its symbolism. But Nancy Guthrie did such a fantastic job presenting the entire book of Revelation and how it actually pertains to us as Christians today in the here and now. The book was easy to follow, full of truth. It was very practical. And I love a good practical book that can be applied And this book is like now officially like in my top 10 books to date. It is just, it's incredible. I highly encourage you to buy the book, listen to the audio book, whatever you have to do to enjoy this one. This one is one that I have been telling everybody about. Number four is The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness by Timothy Keller. And I just want to say something about Timothy Keller, the legacy that that man left us. He passed, I believe it was May 19th of this year. He has written so many incredible books that have blessed a generation and will continue to do so. The legacy that he leaves behind, I just, I, I can just say without a shadow of a doubt, he is definitely one of those that was received to heaven with hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's got several books I encourage you to check out, but the one that I want to talk about today is The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. Timothy Keller did a wonderful job explaining true gospel-centered humility. The book is tiny. It's, It's a small read. It's less than 50 pages, so it's quick, but it is beneficial. It has so much meat to this tiny little book. Like, The only thing I can say is it's tiny yet mighty in righteousness. This is one of those books that you could buy a copy and keep it by the couch or by your on your bedside table and just kind of pull it out right before bed or whenever you have some downtime, just those little pockets. Before you know it, you'll have read it. And it honestly, it's one of those that you can't just sit down and put it down though. You're gonna wanna read the whole thing. But if you want one of those, that is a quick read, 
This one is the one for you. Number five is 10 Words to Live By by Jen Wilkin. Okay, I love Jen Wilkin. I just, I love the way that she presents biblical truths. I think she does it in such a natural way. But 10 Words to Live By is about delighting in and doing what God commands. And we have all heard countless teachings on the Ten Commandments if we've been in the church for any length of time. But Jen Wilkins introduces a practical application to how the Ten Laws or the Ten Commandments apply to all of our lives today. And she does it in a way that's not legalistic, it's not religious, and it's not stringent. But she does so in a way that it is sacrificial and full of grace. And it's just... It's a beautiful book. It's thoroughly enjoyable and it rests on solid theological teaching. I never felt once that she was grasping for something or that she was um, that she was stuck in the muck of prior teachings that may not have been the full gospel. I feel like there was a generation where we kind of had some issues with that, but that's another podcast for another time. So I will bypass that. But her approach to bringing cultural elements to the forefront brings this Old Testament account new life that is fresh and revelatory. I did enjoy 10 Words to Live By by Jen Wilkin. I'm not sure that I would say that it's even in my top five of this year, but it's definitely one of those. If you are looking for something fun to read that is captivating, this is another good one. Okay, number six, Cultural Counterfeits by Jen Oshman. I believe it's Oshman. Um, Cultural Counterfeits is about confronting five empty promises of our age and how we were made for so much more. This is one of those books. um, This one was on Hoopla. I do remember that because I hadn't really heard anything about it. And it was on the little recommended page as I was searching for a couple other different titles. And it caught my eye. Um, There wasn't really any reviews for it at the time. I believe it's a newer book. But y'all, this is hands down one of the best books that I have read in several years. The book dives into tons of biblical responses to the different things like gender identity issues, sex, abortion, idolatry, and the rise of feminism in our society. And she backs all of this with different statistics and they are all solid, but the truth of the gospel is even more important. And she does a beautiful job explaining that. Cultural Counterfeits is definitely one of those that I will make sure to have in my physical library as well, because I feel like this is one of those that is so easy to lend out, pass around, and everybody will benefit from it. I am interested to see how the book ages since some of those statistics are pretty, um, they're pretty tailored to our current circumstances that are going on in our world. But needless to say, for right now, the here and now, in this present moment, for such a time as this, this book speaks volumes to the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. And I encourage everyone to read this one. Coming in at number seven is Enough About Me by Jen Oshman. Um, This book, the foreword is actually by Jen Wilkin as well. The subtitle to this book, Find Lasting Joy in the Age of Self. Oh my gosh, when I say this book was convicting, you guys, I read it and I was like, okay. I had to have some hard conversations with myself, some hard conversations with the Lord. I had a lot of repentance. Oh, this is one of those books that makes you realize that you're constantly in this state of me, me, me. Like how often do we get wrapped up in thinking of ourselves more than others? But this book presented a question of how often do we get caught up in thinking of ourselves more than God. Not 
I mean, just you guys, that that thought alone just breaks my heart because there's so many moments that I just get so caught up in what I'm doing. I get so caught up in my own circumstances. And of course, like I'll, I'll turn to God. I'm reading my Bible, but I want to put emphasis on I turn to God. It's because I've walked a little bit further or a little bit away from where he wanted me in that moment. And it's one of those that that thought just kind of wrecked me because I was like, oh my gosh, in that moment, I am thinking of myself more than I'm thinking of God. I want to be God-led and guided by his spirit in everything that I do. And this book, although it was so convicting, was so encouraging. It's all about humbling ourselves, renouncing the agenda of self that we've been influenced by. And Jen Oshman does a lovely job, a lovely job delivering such a hard truth. I will say this book, um, although I found it very encouraging, it was a little bit more difficult to read. It felt kind of um, repetitive at times, but I'm just going to take it as the Lord needed me to reread stuff because my heart was being stubborn. But I have found the fruit from this book has helped me to really keep my me focus in check and to keep my gaze on God and others a lot better than I was doing prior. So I will give kudos where kudos are due. Number eight, Becoming Free Indeed by Ginger Duggar Vuolo. Um, I probably don't say her last name right. I have tried. I don't know what it is. I get tongue tied with it. But Becoming Free Indeed is her story of disentangling faith from fear. And for decades, I grew up watching and loving the Duggar family. Like I would watch reruns. I still watch reruns of Counting On. And then once this book came out, um, I just, it was so hard to read and hear what the girls went through with the teachings, what the kids went through with the teachings of Bill Gothard. Um, as we all know, the trauma and wrongdoings were exposed surrounding a couple members of the Duggar family. But even as those things were coming to light over the last couple of years in the news, I continued to wonder about some of my favorite family members of the show. I mean, when you grow up watching the show and it feels like you're growing up alongside the people that you're watching. And Ginger was definitely one of those that I always, um, I always enjoyed whenever she was featured on the show. So I followed her um, for a couple of years on social media and just um, her YouTube channel. But the book really gave a glimpse into her heart. Um, her book of disentangling the teachings of Bill Gothard from the true gospel of Jesus Christ. You guys, I, I was not familiar with the teachings of Bill Gothard. I wasn't. And there's several things that um, are honey laced with arsenic is how I'll say it presents good gospel, good godly truths with, with man-made laws and with man-made toxicity. Um, I'll leave it at that. I encourage you to look into it yourselves. But she shared her journey so beautifully. She did it while avoiding bashing her, her family, her parents, or anything like that. She was not being disrespectful to anybody that has chosen to still be a part of the IBLP or the teachings of Bill Gothard, she she just spoke and shared her story. And I found that so refreshing because so often I feel like people that come out of that kind of a um, situation, they, they don't disentangle. They almost deprogram. And she didn't run away from her faith. She found her faith as she was un, like dismantling these... Um, 
these wrong teachings. And so that book was beautiful. Who y'all number nine. So this I read in February at the beginning of the month. I had posted on my Instagram stories of some books that I had found at a thrift store that I had always heard of, but never actually sat down and given the time to read them. One of those being Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egricks. I don't know how to say that last name, but I mean, you've probably seen the cover. Um, you guys, this book, as soon as I posted that I was looking forward to reading it um, on my Insta stories, I had a plethora of messages, um, both good and bad, but the ones that were so against it, I, I love whenever I hear both sides before reading a book. I'm that kind of girl that loves a good debate any day. I love that kind of stuff. So as I was going into reading Love and Respect, I was coming at it from the perspective of basically two different camps. There's a camp that swears by the book, thinks that it is one of the most beneficial marriage books that you will ever read in your entire life. And it is a focus on the family book. And so you hear that and you you put some trust in it if you follow Focus on the Family Ministries. I mean, they're solid for the most part. There are some things that I disagree with, but overall, I think they're a fantastic ministry. And then in the other camp are these that think that the book is one of the most dangerous things for somebody to read that is married or going through any type of marital struggles. And you guys, are there good and biblical principles in the book? Yes. Are there harmful and biased perspectives portrayed as sound logic in the book? Also, yes. Like, I can see why people both love and hate this book. Many of the teachings in the book when done without Christ at its core, can be harmful. Now, I'm not saying that Dr. Emerson Egrex, um, I know I'm botching that name, but I'm not saying that he did anything of intention to omit Christ. But there was several portions in this book that I really genuinely felt like were more man-made and manipulative. Um, the subtitle on this book, The Love She Most Desires, The Respect He Desperately Needs. And I stand by that. Like, I've been married for 12 years now. My husband is a, um, is a men's minister um, on the side, basically. He's a man of many talents. And we, we hold very strong to the fact that one of the hard, biggest things that a man needs is respect from his wife, respect from his children. And women love to be desired. It's just the way that we're wired. So the subtitle, you would think that I would have loved this book. I just, I struggled to finish this book. Not even because of its message, but also just due to the text. It felt unnecessarily critical. And I could see where it could be um, something very dangerous if there's marital struggles or any type of abuse happening in a relationship. But, and on the flip side, if your marriage is in a good place and you are coming at it from a biblical perspective, I, I mean, this book I struggle with. Like all of these books, as I'm doing this podcast, I've also linked all this over on my blog at bloomwildlylivesimply.com. And I've linked every book up with my Amazon storefront, but I didn't actually link this book because it felt kind of like a waste of time to me. And I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. I wouldn't, but I wanted to mention the book anyways and my experience going through it because it is one that I read in 2023 in this first half of the year. And so I wanted to mention it and I will leave it at that. 
Y'all, I was just certain this was going to be such a quick and easy podcast. I am lagging and drawing on. So if you are still listening, thank you guys so much. I will try and blow through these final books as best I can. Um, Number 10, Long Days of Small Things by Catherine McNeil. This is another one that I did not even link on my blog post because I felt like it lacked substance. And I don't, I, I was shocked that it felt this way by the end of it. The subtitle, Motherhood as a Spiritual Discipline. I really, really, really wanted to love this book. This one, I honestly, from the title, was just sure I was going to love. Now, it is an easy read, but it lacks more than it offers. And that's just my opinion. I There may be people out there that absolutely love this book. Now, on the flip side, I did appreciate that the author recognized both biological and adoptive mothers. Because most motherhood books ignore those of us who met our precious children in the adoption room. So I do want to give her kudos for that. But yeah, we'll move on from that one. So number 11, Atypical Woman by Abigail Dodds. I adore a good book on biblical womanhood. And the subtitle here is Free, Whole, and Called in Christ. I was like, this looks like something I will love. And it did a great job on speaking to the God-given blessing of being a woman. It speaks to the Bible as a whole guiding us and not regulating us to scriptures directly related to women. I mean, it was one of the most holistic writings that I have seen done on biblical womanhood. It's a call to be fully equipped on all fronts of our identity in Christ. Now, it wasn't the most exciting read, but it was enjoyable, if that makes sense. I, I mean, I found that there were good things in it, but I, it wasn't one that I was so captivated by that I kept running back to listen to it. It was one of those that I would just keep going because it wasn't, it wasn't bad. That's kind of how it felt. It wasn't bad. Um, would I recommend it? Maybe. Would I recommend it to a friend? Maybe. I did link this one over on my blog as well. I felt like this is one that although I might not gravitate towards the author's writing style, there's probably someone out there that would absolutely adore her. Number 12, God Does His Best with Empty by Nancy Guthrie. Another Nancy Guthrie book that I adored. When I tell you that she is now one of my favorite authors, I'm not even just playing. Like I genuinely love the way that she writes. Oh my gosh. But the way she presents how closely and dearly the Lord draws near to us during like those really hard seasons, those really hard trials and tribulations and just things that we go through was so relatable. She didn't shy away from talking about it. Like these are hard things that we're all going to face. She spoke about death and loss and she did speak on situations that we may not even encounter, but some of us will. And it's one of those, it's a hard topic. I don't think it's one of those books And she even mentions in her writing that when she mentioned it to people that her next book project was writing, um, God does his best work with empty, that she wasn't met with much (laughs) excitement because it's not a topic that most people would be like, I have free time. I'm going to read about something kind of, kind of heavy, but oh my gosh, this book was so well done. I absolutely loved it. And, um, A little bit about me, if you don't know me in real life, went through a really hard season, really hard season. I lost my mother and my stepdad at the same time. We had a really bad experience with being falsely accused in foster care. We walked out the process of a private adoption that was multiple states away, and God was there with us through every single part of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, guys. It's just... 
This book, I think it was, I just felt like it was heart to heart. Her thoughts always pointed back to the goodness of God, even in the midst of her circumstances. And it's, it was one of those, I listened to this while I was, this was an audiobook, I believe. Yeah, this was a Hoopla one. I listened to this one while I was driving. Um, actually, I remember exactly where I was. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. This is so full circle. So I had literally left, wow, on June 13th, 2022 to go stay for a month to help our youngest son's tummy mommy with anything she might need as she approached our son's due date. And so I was listening to this book on my way. Wow. And it has been right at a year now, you guys. Holy cow. Okay. Sorry. God moment. That was just, that was beautiful. But this book, it was just, it was wonderful. I encourage you to read it. Um, I feel like I elaborated more on personal circumstances than the book itself on this little portion. But yeah, I just, I can't say enough praises about the writings of Nancy Guthrie. She just, there's so much Jesus laced in her her speech and in the text that she writes, and she conveys it very, very practically. Now, number 13, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. I thought I was going to blow through this book. It is a smaller book. I was just certain I would be able to get through it in about an evening, But every time I would start reading a chapter, I would have to pause and reread things because it was so good and there was so much wisdom on these pages, you guys. The interesting facts and captivating stories, it was thoughtfully written. Everyone needs to own a copy of this book. Everyone needs to read this book. The parallels of the biblical shepherd to that of the duties of modern day shepherding is poetically beautiful. It is so, so amazing. There are things, I mean, I'm not a shepherd. I'm not a shepherd at all. I grew up in a small country town, but y'all, when I tell you I've never even camped, like, no, I am just, I'm not an outdoorsy girl. So to hear from an actual shepherd's perspective on the beloved passage of Psalm 23 brought so much new revelation to the Psalm I just, I was blown away. I, I took it with us on a bowling trip that I knew we had hours in the car and I read several passages out loud to my husband because I was just, I was awestruck at several of the things because once you hear that from that perspective, the scriptures just came alive in a new way to me. So this is one of those that I will tell everyone, buy the book, you won't regret it. And lastly, number 14, Eve in Exile by Rebecca Merkel. Oh my gosh, you guys, this book is one that I saw on a friend's Instagram page and I've seen it pop up on several other Christian influencers pages over the years. I believe it's like two years old or so. It might be a little older than that. Could be newer, who knows? But this is about the restoration of femininity. And I will be the first to admit, I don't know much or didn't know much, I should say, about the rise and the process of femininity breaking ground in our society. Um, And Rebecca Merkel did such a great job. And she wrote very bluntly. Like, I don't feel like she sugarcoated anything or danced around the topic. Like she was firm, but she was firm and she was gracious in her writings. She spoke to the historical rise of feminism in a way that was truly gut wrenching, but also inspiring, if that makes sense. I... 
I know that there were several instances as I was reading about the rise of feminism that I was seeing the issues that we're facing now as a society. (laughs) And I was like, we have been wondering, well, where did this come from? How did this come to be? And you can see the connections, you guys, you can. While there were good things that came for women's rights, there are so many things that crumpled because of feminism. And in her book, she did such a good job explaining that without actually saying it. Now, I did feel that the book is tailored more to the woman who has not chosen to work outside of the home. So those of us who are more of that stay-at-home mom life, the traditional homemaking um, that kind of thing. But with that being said, I think it is one of the most impactful and influential books that I have ever and will ever read. I may not agree a hundred percent with everything that she shares in the book. Um, but I do stand by the majority of it. Oh my gosh, you guys, I legitimately thought this was going to be like a 15 minute podcast at max. I thought I'd be like doing a seven minute one. And here we are about 35 minutes in. So sorry, guys, I try to keep these um, podcasts down to about 20 minutes. But you know what? At this point, it is what it is. If you want a longer one, I will provide those because I'm long winded when it comes to books. I just I, I absolutely love reading. Give me a good book with a cup of coffee and a warm blanket. And let me just sit on my couch and zone out. That sounds like an amazing time to me. But there it is, you guys. Every book that I have finished so far this year. But I would also like to note that I have started countless other books, but within a chapter or two just didn't continue because it wasn't the book for me. And there's no shame in putting down a book that maybe doesn't align with your values or that throws up red flags. You can walk away from a book and grab another one in a very simple motion. So don't feel like you're tied down to a book just because you start reading one. I also have another book that I pick up every so often and kind of read. Um, the, the context is very, very heavy. Um, and that one I will share more after I finally finish it. But some books just demand more of an emotional commitment from us. Um, And some books pull different things out of us that are a bit harder to process sometimes. And so if there are books that you read through at a slower pace, the one I'm doing right now feels like I am moving at a glacial pace, y'all. I normally blast through books, but this one, every time I sit down and finish a chapter, I have to sit with the Lord for several weeks on what I've read. The one that I'm mentioning right now and I'm being pretty vague with is about persecution of women specifically that helped in the underground church. And so I will just, I will let that sit there until the time comes to speak on it. But yes, so I still have 10 more books to go to finish out my goal for this year. I feel like I am in a pretty good position to do so. Um, I've already got another one going and it feels like every time we have a bowling trip that is over four hours away, I get quite a bit of reading time in. But I would love to know some of your favorites. Make sure to leave a comment and let me know what are some of your favorite reads. I always welcome good recommendations. I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to this week's podcast. Sharing about books will forever be one of my favorite things in the world. I feel like I'm always shopping for books, looking at reviews of books, or just finishing a book. (laughs) So I could talk on this topic all day, every day, as long as anyone would let me. Before you go, I would love to pray for you. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the wisdom that you have imparted to each of us. I thank you for the testimonies that every single person listening to this podcast, every single person that we encounter possesses. I thank you, Father God, that those testimonies bring glory to your name. And Lord, I just pray right now that we would not be scared to share our own testimonies. As we read books, as we digest the wisdom of those that have chosen to put their stories on paper and ink, Lord, I just pray that we would be inspired to share what you have done in our lives. I pray that this would be an igniting fire in our lives, that as we talk about books, as we read books, as we recommend them to one another, that we would always find the fruitful ones, that you would highlight the wholesome writings that have strong theological roots. I just thank you that you are a guiding light, even on those bookshelves, as we try to find the next good read for the next season. We love you so much. And I just pray blessings over whoever's listening to this right now, that they would go on and have the best week that they have had in a long time. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. Again, my name is Morgan Bartell. You can find me over on Instagram at at Morgan Bartell. You can also find links to every single one of the books that was mentioned over on my website, bloomwildlylivesimply.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time.